I think it's extremely valuable to pay attention up front, move in good tenants, and just eliminate the bad ones off the top. Before we get into today's episode, are you a fix and flipper who needs some money? Do you need to maybe do more deals and you're limited by the funds you have available? Well then, Fund That Flip, today's best ever sponsor, has a solution for you. And you know Fund That Flip, right? You're a loyal best ever listener. The founder, Matt Rodak, he's been on the show multiple times. And they have been a previous sponsor. And they love working with the best ever listeners. And they provide short-term fix and flip loans to experienced investors. They've got an online platform, makes the entire process super easy, and you can get funded in as few as seven days. So if you're looking for a reliable funding partner, go to fundthatflip.com and mention that, well, you heard about it on the Best Ever Show. Best Ever listeners, welcome to the Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever Show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast. We only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any of that fluff with us today. Nathan Miller, how you doing, Nathan? I'm doing great, Joe. Thanks for having me. Well, my pleasure. Nice to have you on the show. And a little bit about Nathan. He is the president at Rent Tech Direct. He has, well, since 2009, grown 100% organically and debt-free. And he has created a well-known solution to landlords nationwide, which is Rent Tech Direct. He bought his first property at 21 years old and leveraged that first investment into a multi-million dollar company. He is in Grants Pass, Oregon. I love interviewing Oregon people because I rarely interview Oregon people. With that being said, Nathan, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and your current focus? Sure. I'd be happy to. Again, thanks for having me and appreciate being on the show from Oregon. It's a hot day here. <laughs> like you mentioned there, I bought my first property at 21 and I was urged from a very good friend of mine that I shouldn't be renting anymore and I should buy a property. And that was my first foray into real estate investment. And I got to say, it was a really good piece of advice I got from him because it gave me the experience to purchase a property, understand what the sales agreement process looked like and what it meant to make your mortgage payments, pay for repairs, do all that on your own. That was the beginning. I leveraged equity that I built in that property over a couple of years into my second and third properties. Those properties were in the 2005, 2007 era, and then 2008 happened. We all know about that. So that was challenging to deal with the devaluation of those properties in 2008. But around that time, you know, I had to choose, do I push forward or do I scale back? And I decided to push forward. At that point, I maintained my properties when everyone else was doing short sales and getting rid of their properties. I kept mine, leveraged that good credit into purchasing a bunch of foreclosures. Wow. Good for you. Yeah. That gave me a good experience into the foreclosure market, got some really amazing deals, built my investment portfolio. And then from that point, I kind of called it good on real estate. I felt happy with what I had going on. And what I wanted to do is start something. I love software development. It's been a passion of mine for so long. And one thing I saw that was necessary in the industry was software for landlords like me to be able to manage their rentals and find good tenants. And I searched and searched, and this was about 2007-ish. I couldn't find anything that fit my needs as a small investor. So being a software developer, I started it. That's where Rentec Direct came from. And that's where my focus is today is almost exclusively on Rentec Direct because all the investment, I still have them all, but they're kind of on autopilot at this point. Mm -hmm. I want to spend some time talking about Rentec Direct, but before we do, just want to discuss 
a little bit about your portfolio. You leveraged the equity in your first one to buy properties two and three. Was that through a cash out refinance? Yes, it was. Okay. And then 2008 hit and you decided to hold on. What was that like? Walk us through what you were experiencing with those three properties when 2008 hit. Well, that first property, I pulled all the equity out of it to buy the next two. So when 2008 hit, its value went way below what I owed on it. Same thing happened with my property I purchased in 2005. And again, the property I purchased in 2007. I thought I was doing good with the 2007 property because the market had already come down. It felt like at that time a huge amount. So I figured this was the bottom. So when I purchased that 2007 property, I felt really good about it. But then of course, 2008 happened. So, (laughs) (laughs) And just for perspective, you bought it at what and then the value went down to what? Well, the one I bought in 2007, I bought it about half a million and it dropped down to about 300,000. That's a big chunk. Oh, especially when you have a $450,000 little loans on it. Yeah, especially. How do you make money on that when you buy it for a half a million, even if it stayed the same? How are you making money on that? You don't. <laughs> um, you might ask me some point here about my mistakes. and uh, <laughs> <laughs> So I still have it. And where I make money and where things even out is what I did after 2008. And you hear it all the time. When people are running from an investment, that's when you should be buying it. Yeah. Uh, And around after everything crashed, everyone was running away from real estate. And I had maintained a good position and was able to pick up some real estate at that point. And so I look back today, most of the stuff that I picked up after 2008 has made up all the difference for what I picked up before 2008 to at least give me positive numbers. Mm -hmm. I don't want to beat a dead horse, but that $500,000 property, do you rent that out? Do you try and get some money from that? The $500,000 property is my primary residence. Oh, Um, got it. Got it, got it. So a little bit different there. Okay. What about the other couple, the first one and the second one? How much were they? Yeah, those are rentals. And the first one was a condominium. It was my first exposure into real estate, and Mm -hmm. it was the smallest thing I could afford at the time. And that was a investment I maintained all the way until uh, late 2016. I finally just sold that property. Then the second one was a single family residence. It was a purchase at about 300,000. And at the bottom of the market, I saw it in the 220-ish is about what it dropped to. That's not that bad. Is it cash flow? It does now, yes. Finally, that property does. Thank goodness. Mm -hmm. Good, 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 good. Okay, so that's what you did before 2008. Then 2008 hit, people running away, you're running to the fire. What'd you buy? Mostly single family residences. One duplex, the rest of them were all single families. And some of them were in a distressed condition where I was able to purchase them. This is probably my flagship property that's done the best for me. It was built in the 20s and then some people bought it. They added on to it. They took a one bedroom house, turned it into a five bedroom house. Wow. Yeah, but they didn't finish it. So they got 90%. They didn't finish the permits. And they were at that point in their building process where they let the house go back to the bank. So I bought it from the bank at a sweet price, ended up basically getting a five-bedroom house at the cost of a one-bedroom house. All I had to do was work with the city to close out those permits. Very minimal work required to finish that off. And a five-bedroom house is extraordinarily desirable around here. So it's Mm. never had trouble being rented. That's outstanding. 
how were you financing those properties in 2008? Was it, it had to be just cash because there was no credit, right? Well, there was credit, but credit only existed for very, very, very well positioned people. I had to put down payments down. And aside from the down payment, which on investment properties, I think was about 30%. Aside from that, really good credit. I, of course, worked a full-time job also. So I had income coming in to support those payments Mm -hmm. and a long, long history of extraordinarily perfect rental income helped me finance all those. Okay. So now, natural segue, how do you manage those properties? Well, today I let property management handle those properties. I managed every single one of them until about two years ago, at which point Rentec Direct was growing. It was needing my attention and I just couldn't afford to spend my time managing those properties anymore. So property management takes care of them all. I found an amazing local property manager here that does everything and he uses Rentec Direct, which I really appreciate also. <laughs> <laughs> well, so that's why I said natural segue. So educate me. I thought that you said earlier it's a software to manage rentals and find good tenants. So I thought, well, he just uses his software to manage it. So what does Rentec Direct do and what doesn't it do? Okay, you're right. And I did. I used Rentec Direct all the way up until two years ago, used it to manage them all. It worked exceedingly well for that. It just turned out the interaction between me and tenants, it became too much interaction dealing with small repairs and everything. And that's where I made the choice to have property management get involved. But uh, Rentec Direct, it when I thought the idea up in 2007, it was for investors just like me who managed one or a hundred properties in order to make their life easier, keep track of everything, file their taxes accurately, be able to screen their tenants, make sure they were getting good people in there and just do accurate and good bookkeeping. So we worked exclusively with landlords for at least the first three years, but we were getting a lot of requests from property managers because property managers do exactly the same thing. They manage properties on behalf of investors. So we did add a second version of our software out there. We call it Rentec PM, and that's for property managers. It adds the trust accounting components and a few extra bells and whistles that property managers need. Got it. And how much does it cost? Easiest way to explain pricing is it's a dollar a unit. It fluctuates up or down about 10 cents depending on quantity, but just count on about a dollar a unit. And who's the ideal customer for Rentec Direct? Well, we love investors. We love people that are managing their own properties. So we work with investors that are anywhere from their first property. You know, you get apartment complex owners that can manage four or 500 units in-house. So that's a sweet spot. And then we also work with, on the other side of the product, the PM version, we work with property managers that manage up to about 2,500 units. Based on your experience as both a real estate investor and real estate technology entrepreneur, what's your best real estate investing advice ever? Okay. My best advice ever is to put good tenants in your properties. There's probably nothing more costly other than 2008 with your properties than having a bad tenant in there. Yep. What I mean by bad tenant is any tenant that's going to cause you to have to evict them or be constantly waiting on them or using up your time to manage a tenant versus manage your portfolio. So when you do move in a bad tenant, the worst case scenario, of course, and this happens thousands of times a day in the United States, is you have to evict them. And with evictions these days are costing upwards of as much as $10,000 when you factor in all the lost rent you have, your legal fees, court costs, any damages that now this disgruntled renter does to your property, and then all the additional late rent that you're not getting by dealing with this eviction when someone else could be moving in. So 
I think it's extremely valuable to pay attention up front, move in good tenants, and just eliminate the bad ones off the top. What made this happen, and this is before I started Rentec Direct, is I was managing these properties and very first investment I had, that condominium I talked about earlier, I did all the showing and all the placements myself. And an example that always pops up to me is I had this really sweet mother and daughter. They wanted to move in there and they turned in an application. The application looked great. On paper, these two were the perfect tenants. They seemed nice in person. They marked all the boxes that they had no record, no eviction. All their past landlords loved them. So I knew from the get-go, you need to check up on tenants. And with these two, I did. I checked it out. And from what I remember, they had over three evictions just in the last couple of years. The daughter had a criminal record. And on their application, they fill out past residential history. Well, they skipped all the ones that would have given them bad references and only listed a couple landlords that they didn't totally do wrong by. So fortunately, at the time, I knew how to get to this information. And I was able to pull that and avoid what could have been a catastrophe for me. Wow. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) So that's what gave me the passion now to empower all landlords throughout the country to have instant access to all this information. It was one of the main drivers behind creating Rentec Direct is it was hard for me to get to that information. And most landlords I know, or at least back then, I knew they didn't know that they even had access to look up credit or criminal or eviction history of tenants. So I just was driven to find a way to bring that information to all landlords so they have the same resources that I was able to get to back then. Hmm. I want to go back to something that you said earlier when 2008 was happening and everyone was running away and you ran towards real estate. You're a software engineer, and I know based on my conversations with my investors who are engineers, they ask the most amount of questions out of any other profession, period, (laughs) about the underwriting and everything. So I suspect that you had some sort of well-thought-out plan, and you knew there were some factors that led you to run towards real estate when everyone was running away. What were you looking at that you felt confident to buy when most people were selling or being foreclosed on? I'm very analytical as a developer. I like math. I have a love-hate relationship with math. But when I was looking at running towards real estate, it was about cash flow. It was prior to 2008, it was all about appreciation. And, oh, you'll make it all up on appreciation and you can refinance every five years. That's what they tell me. After 2008, I got more realistic and ran the numbers and made sure that every property, even in the worst situation, even with a high vacancy rate and ample repair budget, with all that, just made sure that every property cash flowed. Simple enough, huh? Simple enough, yeah. (laughs) The numbers speak for themselves. (laughs) You ready for the best ever lightning round? Absolutely. All right, let's do it. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. You want to get better at negotiating real estate? Well, how about do you want to get better at negotiating real estate for free? Even better, right? Well, go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. Fund That Flip, today's sponsor, has partnered with bestselling author Jay Scott to provide you with a free chapter from Jay's new book on negotiating real estate. I've read the book. Lots of good real-world case studies sprinkled in there too. I love it when they do that. Go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever to download your free copy of the chapter today. Tired of the noise in the real estate investing space but still want to light your business on fire? 
Real Estate Deal Talk is an original source of radio shows, podcasts, case studies, and articles devoted to real estate investing for investors by investors. Discover more at realestatedealtalk.com. That's realestatedealtalk.com. Okay, Nathan, best ever book you've read. I just finished The 4-Hour Workweek by Timothy Ferris, and I appreciate some of the insights he gives. Best ever deal that you've done. I think was that old house I bought that was five bedrooms in and almost completed. That's been my best performing property ever. What's a mistake you've made on a transaction you haven't mentioned? Good question. I think my biggest mistake, it's not exactly transactional, but I think my biggest mistake was not understanding market shifts. I was told by friends that had been through real estate shifts in the past about what happens and how there's the ups and downs, but I didn't believe it. And that got me in trouble with a couple of those deals that we talked about earlier. And by in trouble, what's the downside now, looking back on it? Well, I guess had I not done purchase those properties, I would have been in a better position to pick up more properties in 2008. Okay. Uh, However, in hindsight, I learned a lot from that. And when the next downshift happens, I'm going to be prepared for it better than ever. So maybe there really was no downside. You might be onto something there. (laughs) What's the best ever way you like to give back? There's a couple foundations that are local foundations here. One of them that I really like, it's called the Hardison Foundation. And we sponsored one of their students for the full year. That was really fun. And then we also have a tech scholarship that we do. We do two scholarships twice a year. We just give back to anyone that's enrolled in a college institution that's anywhere in the IT field. We'll give you money if you send us a cool and funny essay. Wow. For any engineers who are listening, where do they send it to? Just go to rentechdirect.com slash scholarships. And how can the best ever listeners get in touch with you and learn more about your company? Our website's the best place to get us. It's www.rentechdirect.com. Well, Nathan, thank you for being on the show. Thanks for talking about your deals, how you got your first one, parlayed that into deals two and three, and then had the 2008 storm hit, but you made it out. And you actually were thriving. You were the one selling the umbrellas during the storm. And you bought the majority of your portfolio at that time. You put about 30% down, had good credit, were well positioned. And then have since launched Rent Tech Direct. So best ever listeners, feel free to check that out. RentTechDirect.com. Nathan, thanks for being on the show. Hope you have the best ever day. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Joe. Tired of the noise in the real estate investing space but still want to light your business on fire? Real Estate Deal Talk is an original source of radio shows, podcasts, case studies, and articles devoted to real estate investing for investors by investors. Discover more at realestatedealtalk.com. That's realestatedealtalk.com.